0: You're watching KCMI-TV. Thank you for joining me tonight. And uh, I want to start off tonight by uh, reading a verse out of the book of Proverbs. It says this, this is out of the New Living Translation. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Such a powerful scripture. So the writer here, he makes a profound statement he said "Above everything else in your life he said the number one thing that you need to guard is your heart he said because your heart determines the course of your life and i don't think we sometimes understand uh the importance of of our heart and it's not talking about um that organ that beats inside your chest The heart that God is talking about is a spiritual heart. And um, in Mark, the seventh chapter, Jesus said this. He said, it's not what goes into a man. In other words, it's not what you eat or take in that defiles the man. But he said, what defiles a man is what comes out of his heart. And... um, In fact the Bible also makes a statement about the heart he said out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh and a lot of times when we get under pressure um, our heart then begins to reveal who we are and how many times have you and I said something in a moment of anger that we regret that we said it but the Bible says this. he says out of the heart is where the mouth speaks. And so um, God God looks at the heart above all things. And I I don't have this in my notes. But um, I don't think that God judges the sin of the flesh as harshly as he judges the sin from the spirit. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of people that I know and seen over time that, that have weaknesses or addictions, but it's, it's, it's out of their flesh. They don't want it. They've tried to get free. And yes, it's sin, but it's, they're not doing it out of rebellion. It's, it's the weakness of their flesh. But I can tell you this, sins that come out of rebellion, don't come from your flesh, they come from your heart. And I believe that God will judge the sin of rebellion much more harshly than He would judge the sin of our flesh. And uh, in Genesis, when you go back and you study the life of Noah, the Bible says this that God destroyed Noah's generation because their hearts were evil continually. And I, I, I can look back over time and I can definitely see how my heart, my the, the spiritual part of me, determines the course of my life. And so um, the heart is really that, that inner man. And, and when you think about a child when they're born, um, they don't know right from wrong because they have not developed the cognitive ability to discern between right and wrong but there is a day that god gives that child conscience and the moment that they have a conscience then god holds that child responsible for the choices that they make this is why god gives us a conscience and our conscience determines what comes out of our heart we make that choice and Uh, It's a lot more difficult to keep your heart clean than it is to give in to the natural tendencies of our flesh and go that path. And so um, six times in the Old Testament and three times in the New Testament does the Bible say this, Love God with all your heart. And a lot of times it'll say with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. But nine times in the Bible does it say this. You have to love God with all of your heart. Why? Because if the love of God fills your heart, all of your heart, then there's no room for the enemy to get in there this is why the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and this is why God said lukewarmness is something that he said I'll vomit you out of my mouth because God doesn't like a person that only gives them half of their heart Uh, marriages can't survive when someone withholds part of their heart from their spouse Uh, great marriages is because the spouses loved each other with all of their heart and so Um, I wanted to just read a portion of scripture. This is out of the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. And um, the writer says this. He says, I will put my spirit within you, and I will cause you. In fact, let's back up to verse 26. He says, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. It says, And then I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues, and you shall keep my judgments and do them, and you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. So, why does the writer here talk about that God has to give us a new heart he said because the heart that they had was a stony heart and um, it's a hard heart and so out of the book of um, Matthew uh, in fact I'll read this Matthew the 13th chapter and verse 14 it says and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah who said by hearing, you shall hear and not understand, and seeing, you shall see and not perceive. For this people's hearts have grown callous, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. The reason that God has to give you and I a new heart. Is because the heart of the old man becomes calloused, and um, in fact, the word harden in here, uh, in the original, in the Greek, uh, literally means "peru," and it, it's bringing up the, the the thought of like an elephant's foot that has layers of skin till it becomes calloused, and it no longer has dexterity or can feel, and so many people uh, I remember talking to an individual one time and they had fallen into sin and I asked them, how did you get there and they made the most profound statement they said I hardened my heart and I think that um, and I think that many of you would probably agree with me I, I, the most precious one of the most precious gifts that I have in my life Is being able to be sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord that my heart um, can feel just the slightest touch of the Holy Ghost and how many times have you and I uh, got close to the edge of something that was wrong and immediately something with our heart in fact the Bible says if our heart condemn us not then have we confidence towards God. And so uh, I'm really laying a foundation here because um, the reason God gives us a heart, he says, because the old heart becomes calloused. And when you read the scriptures, so many verses will link um, hearing, seeing, and the heart in the same verse. They tie them all together. And so, out of the book of Ephesians, this is where I want to go. This is chapter 1, I think, verse 18. He said, um, Paul writes, he said, I pray that the eyes, this is the original, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. And so, uh, the other day, this, this podcast really came about because I was reading the scriptures, and um, I was reading about Israel, and the Bible says that God did not give them eyes to see or ears to hear or a heart to understand because of their unbelief. And uh, unbelief is, is one, I think, the greatest sin, I think it is the root why everybody does what they do because they don't believe the Word of the Lord and uh, when I read that verse um, and I begin to realize that we see with our heart the eyes of your heart and so many Christians become blind to the things of the Lord because their heart can't see and Paul writes he said I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened that you could see and that you could know. Um, One verse says this it says I hath not seen, and eareth not heard, and neither is entered into the heart of man those sayings that God has prepared for those that love him. The, the natural, the, the heart of the old man, the old nature, cannot see the things of God. This is why the Bible says the carnal mind uh, cannot comprehend the things of the Lord. That there's, They're at enmity. There's, there's a war between them. And uh, I've seen uh, so many times somebody be in a service or be in the presence of the Lord, and they're not moved. Why? Because they don't have a heart to see, they don't have a heart to hear, and they don't have a heart that understands. Uh, The heart that God gives you is, is not beating natural blood, but it is a heart it has the ability to see, it has the ability to hear, and it has the ability to understand. And the only way that you will ever be powerful in God is that you get to a place to where your heart, takes on spiritual vision. I think it's in Proverbs. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And the ability to see uh, in the spirit. Uh, one verse says this. I think it's in Matthew. It says, blessed are the pure in heart. Why? It says, for they shall see God. Long term, you will never be successful in the Lord if your heart's not pure. And um, sometimes God will speak to your heart. Um, I've never heard the audible voice of the Lord, but I do hear the voice of God. And uh, and the reason that God doesn't speak to most of us um, in an audible voice is because Uh, It's the old man, the natural man, that hears by the hearing of the ear. But see, you and I have an inner man, and the inner man is in the heart. And so when God speaks, he doesn't have to speak to this ear because that's not who he's speaking to. He's speaking to the inner man. And oh, so many times I can be doing something, and all of a sudden I'm hearing the voice of the Lord. Now, it's not an audible voice. What is it? My heart. Is hearing God. There are times prophetically that all of a sudden I will begin to see it by the Spirit. I, I'm not seeing an open vision, but I'm seeing things in the Spirit. What is that? That means that my heart, my eyes of my heart have been open. See, this is where God talks about. He says, You gotta guard your heart, because he said, What's in your heart will determine the course of your life. And if you let things get in there that are evil then what happens is the lord says now you have a heart that cannot see you have a heart that cannot hear and you have a heart that cannot understand and a lot of people who read the bible they say i have a struggle reading it because i don't understand it that's because the wrong man is reading it your spirit man you have to pray yeah i i prayed it today i said lord let me see in the spirit those things that you have prepared for your people in these last days, and God allows us uh, to to see those things. and um, In the book of Mark, uh, the Bible says that Jesus had done had performed an incredible miracle, and he had fed uh, five thousand men, besides women and children. A lot of theologians say that there's probably uh, 20,000 people somewhere around there in the crowd that Jesus took five loaves and two small fishes and he blessed them and broke them and he fed up around 20,000 people and there were 12 baskets left over not long after that um, the Bible said that um, the disciples couldn't they did not comprehend or understand the miracle of the loaves and the fishes because their heart was calloused and this is a dangerous place but there's a lot of Christians that are there today they cannot really feel the prodding of the spirit they're not moved in services where there is a manifested presence of the Lord because their hearts become calloused and you know callous uh... the callous that, that evolves on our natural body evolves because it, you do something over and over and over and it builds calluses i remember i have a dear friend that has prayed so much over the years um, in their office that there's holes worn on the carpet and their knees have calluses because they repeated the same process but you can repeat things that that are offensive to God long enough that what happens is there's a a layer that builds over your heart and you can't feel God anymore Um, the disciples were with Jesus they saw the miracle but they still didn't understand what he was doing Uh, in fact uh, comes to mind, you remember after Jesus was resurrected, that he's walking on the road to Emmaus and, and two men are, are in deep conversation and they're distraught and they're saddled with the fact that Jesus has been crucified. And in their mind, they think he's dead. So here Jesus joins himself to them and he's walking with them and they don't know it because their heart hadn't discerned it. And the scripture says it wasn't until Jesus sat down with them and broke bread that their eyes were open. What eyes? They weren't blind. They were, they, had, they were looking at Jesus the whole time, but they couldn't see who he was until Jesus opened the eyes of their heart. And when they saw him, they said this, did not our hearts, oh hallelujah, burn within us? When they begin to see Jesus, and uh, I, I ask Paul. I say, I pray, that the eyes of your heart would be open. Oh God, give us believers in this hour, who can see Jesus in the Spirit, who can see the heart of God beating, who can see those things that God hath prepared for those that love Him. It is a paramount commandment from the Lord and I and I do this all of the time because um, I I hate to use the word terrifying but I can't imagine living in a place where I'm not sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord where my heart can't feel God this is why the writer said above all else you're going to have to guard your heart. Why would you guard something? Because the enemy wants it. Above everything in life, what the devil wants most from you is the heart of God that's in you that can see, that can hear, and that can understand the things of the Spirit. Because when you have a man or a woman that understands the ways of God, hell's terrified of them. They become dangerous, hallelujah, for the kingdom of the Lord. These kind of men and women advance the kingdom of God because they serve the Lord with all of their heart. There's no, you know, um, and I truly believe this, there's only so much room in your heart. And when you start filling it with other things, it's like you take a glass that's full, Well, if you want to put more liquid in there, you're going to have to pour out some that's already in there to hold it. Same thing with your heart. If you start putting things in there that you love, then for your heart to hold it, you have to take things out. Don't let the enemy trick you into a a place to where you stop loving God with everything that's within you. Because when you love God with all your heart, Your heart sees, it hears, and it understands. And that's what Ezekiel said. He said, when I give you a new heart and I take out the stony heart, he said, then you will dwell in the land that I promised your fathers. God has great intentions for you. God has given you everything that he has, and he expects us to give back. And when you do that, you'll never regret it. So as I leave you this evening, I hope this will get in your spirit. I hope it will get in your heart. Serving God is not complicated. We've made it complicated, but it's not. It's just you get up every day and you tell your heart, Today, I'm going to love Jesus. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And God's going to let me see by the Spirit what God has prepared for me. I pray this word will be marrow to your bones and life to your spirit. And until I see you again, God bless you. Be strong in the Lord. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.